Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. So we are here studying the scripture. Now we are looking at the story of the whole Bible. So let's read Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 28. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 28. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created he him. Male and female created he them. Verse 28. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living things that move it upon the earth. Okay, we have read that scripture over and over and over again. So, where we, we ended, we have looked at two things in this portion of the scripture that we have read that are closely associated with man being created in the image of God. Two things that we've seen in this portion of the scripture that the image of God in humanity is closely associated with, but they are not themselves that image. So we've looked at that. The first thing we saw is that God created humanity, male and female. And you can see those two where we read. Let's put that back again on the screen. The Bible says immediately that God said, in verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created in him, male and female created he them. So the first thing that is associated with humanity being created in the image of God is the fact that humanity was created male and female. This is closely associated with humanity being created in the image of God. That's the first association but this in itself is not the image of God. The man and the woman were equally created in the image of God, and they are also the image of God together. But their sexuality does not define the content of the image of God. So that is the first thing that we have looked at that is closely associated with man being created in the image of God. The second thing is what we have been talking about in the past few teachings is the fact of dominion. Again, when we go back to our Bible reading, immediately the Bible says in verse 27 that man was created in the image of God. God created them male and female. The verse 28 says God blessed them and God said unto them to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish the heart, to subdue it, and to have dominion. And when you go back to verse 26, the Bible says, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. So this is very closely associated with the image of God. Because humanity was created in the image of God, God gave them dominion. And we've talked about dominion being power to rule, being kingship, being government, being royalty, and also being a shepherd. So dominion 
humanity having dominion is definitely closely associated and identified with man or humanity being created in the image of God. Humanity was created in God's image for the purpose, aim, and intention to rule so that they will have dominion. However, it is very, very important for us to understand that the image is much more than the purpose. Humanity, the man and the woman, being created in the image of God, it is indeed very, very closely associated with them having dominion. Indeed, the aim of them being created in God's image, the purpose, the intent, the aim is for them to rule, to exercise dominion. But then the image is much more than this purpose. It's much more than them having dominion. So today we want to look next at two things that the image of God in humanity is not. Okay, we've seen two things that are closely associated with the image of God, with man being created in the image of God. They are closely associated with it. They are closely associated with it, but they are not. But now we want to look at two things that the image of God in humanity is not. First, man being created in the image of God. Humanity being created in the image and the necklace of God does not make us divine. And this is very, very important. It does not mean that humanity, it does not mean that man, the man and the woman, it does not mean that we are divine. Because deification of self is the bedrock of sin. This is at the bedrock of the sin of the devil. This is what pulled the devil down. Genesis chapter 3 verse 5. This is, this is what the devil, this is what the Satan in the serpent, this was the bait he gave to the woman. He said, for God does know that in the day that you eat thereof, talking about the fruit that God told them not to eat. He said, for God does know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Now we are going to come to that event called the fall. But you see, one of the bait that the devil used to pull down humanity is you will be like God. Your eyes will be open and you shall be as gods. And that was exactly what was responsible, isn't it, for the fall of the devil. Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 2, Son of man, say unto the prince of Tyros, Thus saith the Lord God, because thine eye is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am a God. And I sit in the seat of God, in the midst of the sea. Yet thou art a man, and not God. Do thou send thy hand as the heart of God. And that was exactly, this is a man who is actually representing exactly what happened to the devil. You know, this desire to be God's, this desire to, you know, to, to say we are God, this desire is at the very bedrock of sin. Contrary to these two things we have read, you know, in Acts chapter 14, verses 11 and 15, Paul and Barnabas, they went to Lystra and they healed that man that was crippled from his mother's womb. And immediately people came. Verse 11 says, And when the people saw what Paul has done, they lifted up their voices, saying in the speech of Lycaonia, the gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. But what was the response of Paul and, and Barnabas? They tore their clothes, the Bible says, and they told these men in verse 15, said, we are men of like passion with you. They know better. They know better, even though God had done a mighty miracle 
through their hands. Even though God has used them to wrought wonders, they know that they are men. They are not God. So what we are saying is that humanity, man and woman being created in the image of God, does not mean that we are divine. We must not arrogate to ourselves what belongs only to God. We must understand that God does not share his glory with any man. There is only one king of heaven. There is only one king of kings. There is only one Lord of lords. Yes, we are created in the image of God. Yes, we are created in the likeness of God. Yes, God created us male and female. Yes, God created us and gave us dominion. But we are not God. We are not God. God created us to be his vassal. God created us to be his vice regent. God created us indeed to rule, to reign, but to rule and to reign under his kingship, to rule and to reign as his deputy. There is only one throne of grace and there is only one king that is seated upon that throne. He is God. Unfortunately, there are doctrines today, even in charismatic churches, that arrogate to men that which only belongs to God. We can call it hyperfaith teaching, hypercharismatic teaching. And these are perverted teaching. These are teachings that have perverted the teaching of men and women being created in the image of God and have perverted it to mean that we are divine. Yes, we are children of God. Yes, we are sons and daughters of God. Yes, we belong to the family of God. Yes, we belong to the citizen of the kingdom of God, but we are not the father in the house. We are not the king in the kingdom. Yes, God created us in his image, but man and woman being created in the image of God does not mean that we are divine. Now, we are looking at two things that men and women being created in the image of God does not mean. Number two, the image of God does not refer to the fact that man's physical being has a form or shape like God. Now, this is very, very important. When the Bible says that God said, let us create man, let us create humanity in our image and after our likeness, that doesn't mean that God has the same physical shape or physical form like humanity. Does that mean that God has two eyes, God has two ears, two arms, two legs? Does that mean that God has a posture like humanity? We just don't know. The fact that the Bible says that God created us in his own image and his own likeness does not necessarily mean that we share the same physical form or shape or posture with God. Maybe we do, but we just don't know. When, when we read the first book of Timothy chapter 6, verse 16, talking about God, the Bible says, who only has immortality, that God dwell in the light which no man can approach, whom no man has seen, nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. So the Bible says that we have never seen God before. No man has seen God in the raw power, in his raw power. You know, sometimes we say, I can see the sun. No, we have not seen the sun in his, in his raw glory, in the strength of his glory. And it's the same thing with God. Now, God became man and we saw his glory in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. He veiled himself in flesh. But the Bible tells us in this 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 16, that God dwells in the light that no man can approach, that no man has seen him and no man can see him. To him be honor and power everlasting, praise the Lord. And the Bible says no man has seen God at any time in John chapter 1. But the Son, 
who dwell in the bosom of the Father, he has revealed him. So the fact is that no man has seen God at any time. And the Bible tells us in John chapter 4, verse 24, that God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is spirit. God is not physical. Like the Lord Jesus told his disciple when he resurrected from the dead in Luke chapter 24, verse 39. He said, behold my hand and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit has not flesh and bone as you see me have. God is spirit. God does not have flesh and bone. Okay. We don't know the form of God. Okay. So when we when we are talking about the fact that God created humanity in his own image and after his own likeness, we are not necessarily talking about our physical form or our physical being or our posture. When, why then is God spoken about as one who has eyes and hands and ears and so on? Why? Why then is God spoken of as one who has eyes and hands and ears and so on? The technical terms that this expression is called is what is called anthropomorphism anthropomorphism and that simply means forms of man so when we use this expression for god and we say the eyes of god the ears of god the hand of god this is an expression that means anthropomorphism in other words it's a speak figure of speech, when we ascribe the form of human to God. So that is anthropomorphism. Now, what, what does that mean? Okay, first, if God is trying to let us know that he can observe us, that he can hear us, that he can see us, that he can minister to us, he has to do it in words that mean something to us. If God wants to communicate something about himself, that he can see, that he can act, that he can do, that he can talk. How else will God communicate that to us but to do it in a form that we can associate with? And that is why we talk about the eyes of God, the face of God, the hands of God. Okay, but secondly, birds also have eyes, rats also have eyes, all the living creatures also have eyes without necessarily their eyes being the same form as the eyes of human. So when we talk about the eyes of God, when we talk about the hands of God, if we are talking about the physical hand of God, how big is that physical hand? How big is the eyes of God that can see? So yes, there is a sense in which we talk about the eyes face of God. There's a sense in which we talk about the hand of God. There's a sense in which we talk about the, the, the mouth of God, the, like God moves. But all those things are actually telling us something. We are using it as an expression for us to be able to have an undo on this God that we are serving. So this is anthropomorphism. And God uses this expression so that we can actually be able to understand, so that God will not be speaking over our head. I mean, it's just like if you go and talk to, you know, to toddlers. Maybe you are a, a Sunday school teacher or you are a teacher in school and you are talking to toddlers. You are talking to, you know, young, very young people you have to talk in a way that they can associate with. You are going to give them examples that they will be able to appreciate, that they will be able to associate with. 
And that was exactly the same thing that the Bible does for us. When the Bible talks about the hand of God, when the Bible talks about the face of God, when the Bible talks about the leg of God, okay, God is spirit. God dwells in a light that no man can approach. So it is very, very important for us to, to understand that. So in summary, we have looked at two things that are very closely associated with man being created in the image of God, but they are not that image. Number one is the fact that humanity was created male and female. And number two, the fact that God created them to have dominion. These are closely associated with man being created in the image of God, but they are not the image of God. Then we have now looked at two things that actually does not express God's image. Number one, the fact that we are created in the image of God does not make us God. We are subject to him. We are here to worship him. We are here to serve him. Like a friend of mine will say that the throne, that the, the palace is not the throne. The fact that you've been brought in into the palace does not mean that you will sit on the throne. There's only one throne in that palace and only the king sits on that throne. And there is only one king, is the king of kings, is the Lord of lords. Praise the Lord. Now we are kings. We are priests unto our God. There is no doubt about that, but there is a king of kings. Yeah, we are shepherd, but there is an, there is an overlord. We are under shepherd. We are kings, but we are deputy kings. And we need to understand that. And we need to understand that this God is mighty in praise, that is, is full of awe that this God is full of power. This God is full of glory. We need to understand that we cannot afford to be careless in his presence. We cannot afford to allow, you know, some people, English people say familiarity breeds contempt. We need to understand our God is an awesome God. He reigns, he rules. And the fact that we only reign by his authority, we only rule by his grace, we only reign by the authority that he has given us. So being created in the image of God does not necessarily make us divine. Then the second thing is that the fact that we are created in the image of God is not talking about our physical form. Okay, it's not talking about our physical form that, you know, we have two eyes because God has two eyes. We have two hands and 10 fingers because God has 10 fingers. We don't know because God dwells in a light that no man has approached and no man can approach. Now we then need to look and ask ourselves, so then what exactly is this image of God in humanity? Now, I'm not going to go into that because I will not have enough time to go into it. So next time, by the grace of God, we are then going to start looking at that question. What then is the image of God in humanity? We have seen what is associated with it. We have seen what it is not. But all those things that we have seen are allowing us actually to have an understanding of what this image is and to rule out what the image is not. And that will help us to then be able to focus on what this image is. Praise the Lord. And if you are listening to me today and you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to know that God loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish, 
but have everlasting life. There is no other name that is given among men whereby we can be saved. Yes, salvation is only in Christ Jesus and we all need saving. We all need redeeming so that we don't perish. So come to him today, wherever you are, bow your head, close your eyes, ask him to be your Lord. Admit that you are a rebel. Admit your need for a savior and invite him in. He will come. It will save you. It will take the heart of the devil, the heart of evil and wickedness out of you. It will give you the heart of flesh. It will take you home. You will become a son and a daughter of God. It will walk with you through the rest of your life on this earth. And when this is all over, you will spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new earth. Do it today. Tomorrow may be too late. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.